Welcome to episode 15 of the Black and Fashion Podcast. Today, we will be joined by Hustle Hawkins. He is the designer for Horace Brand Clothing, one of the hottest urban brands slash streetwear brands coming out of Atlanta. Say hey, Cam. Hey, what's good? What's good? I'm so excited to have you on. I couldn't wait to this interview. So I like to start off like with a little icebreaker. So I have this little game. It's called like this or that, and then you just tell me what you prefer. Um, and that's just like I just want to do like a little sound check too. So this or that, V necks or crew necks? Crew necks. Scullies or fitteds? Uh, shit. Right now it has to be scullies because of my hair. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Bombers or leather jackets? Bombs. Mm, shorts or pants? Pants. All right. Cardigans or pullovers? Sweatshirts. You said cardigans or pullovers? Yeah. Uh, pullovers. Pullovers. All right. You sound good. All right. I'm going to jump right in. So um, tell me a little bit about uh, how Horace Brand Clothing was created and how your inspiration um, started the clothing line. <clears throat> well, uh. I started off making clothes for myself and uh, just organizations at my school. So I actually started in school while I was in college. Um, and I was making clothing for organizations, different clubs. And when I had came back for breaks, came back home, um, my brother was just impressed with my work and whatever. And he was just like, yo, you should start a clothing line. And I had never thought of it like that. I was just making the, you know what I mean, stuff for myself because I didn't like, you know what I mean, what I would go to the store and see. And I always was into fashion, so I would just make stuff just for me. And people was asking about it, so I mean, I started the clothing line, and uh, I wanted to start a movement with it. So um, I didn't just want to start a brand with a saying on it or a brand with uh, just a regular another urban brand. I wanted to create a movement and create an impact so that's really what i was going with you want to throw out that what college you went to so the people know get them a little okay. i went to hampton hu <laughs> hampton university hu all right so you started out when you said you started off making stuff a club and stuff like that are you talking about greek organizations yeah greeks uh just like a science club um the band or something like that so like <clears throat> anybody that needed shirts on campus <clears throat> i was making them for them so you want to throw out your Greek organization, too? Huh? You want to throw out your Greek organization, too? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm Omega Sci-Fi Fraternity Incorporated. Roots of the Brass. Woo-woo. Anybody listening out there? Alpha Alpha Chapter. Go ahead. I'm a dog, I'm a dog, I'm a dog, I'm a dog. <laughs> Sound like that. That's y'all anthem. <laughs> so, nah, nah, nah. is it not... Yeah, something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, that's what I thought. What was it? The dog in me. The dog in me. <laughs> <laughs> Atomic dog, to be honest. Oh, okay. 
Yeah. I have a cousin that's the same, the same fraternity as you, and their ass was in that woo wooing and roof ruin at his uh <laughs> his wedding. And I'm like, these niggas is going nuts right now. Oh yeah, every everywhere. <laughs> they was like barking and shit, and they was like they almost knocked over all the damn kids and stuff like that, trying to bark and shit and like do circles. I'm like, woo, it's a lot going on. It was in Douglasville, uh, Georgia, so I'm like, oh, yeah, this some this some southern okay. shit. Okay, okay. All right, so. So I want you to talk about how does your background and like where you're from, like what school you attend, like play a role in like the success of your brand. Um, I would say it's it's uh, highly motivated in fashion. So I'm originally from New York. I'm from Brooklyn. So uh, you see fashion everywhere you go. Um, a lot of the trends that started there, and so that helped in my vision as being a trendsetter. Um, so I like to envision myself as a trendsetter, and I don't follow the trends um i try to create new ones and so that helps with the brand because it's a unique perspective on just clothing in general and uh with my ideas on the brand as well intertwined that uh works very well in creating unique pieces every time um also i went to hampton university um my school plays a big because you know what i mean girls wear heels to go to breakfast right so it's like in hampton Oh yeah, nah. They, they were heels they to go to breakfast. <laughs> yeah, well, that's an exaggeration, but you know, what I mean, they dressing up all the time. And, uh... Some new shit for me. We wore sweats. <laughs> nah, <laughs> nah, not at Hampton. Not at Hampton. You wait, they was whole ass dressed up for breakfast. They ain't had their pajamas on. Nah, man. Uh... Nah, man. They they popping out. Oh, okay. And so, so like you see fashion, and then also there's people from all walks of life, all everywhere. So you got West Coast, you get different you know what i mean you you get to see everything you get to see how everybody dresses and how they you know what i mean present themselves and that helped me bring you know what i mean different inspirations just from different areas mm-hmm. and uh, i helped create everything tie everything together and with that being said even though i'm looking at them and getting inspired also when they buy my stuff and they go back home it's spreading the brand and it's spreading the world you know you know it's funneling everywhere type thing so that's really how that uh, affected. Okay, okay. So um, I feel like just from like looking at like your Instagram and like some of the things that like you've put out there, I feel like you're like a real like like a true visionary. Um, mm-hmm. And I just want to know like how you use like your use of like photography and like art direction like really give like the pieces like an edge. Um, and how like how do you come up with some of the concepts that you do? Because I really do feel like they. Like the photography and the art direction that you use, I feel like it really does like bring like more volume to like what you're selling. Like your, your marketing direction is like dope. So I just want to know like how you come up like with some of those concepts. Um, so I have, I want to say one other photographer that I work with, and uh, we come up with concepts together. So basically, um, just when making the pieces, how they make me feel, or you know, the meaning behind the piece. So I try it's more to emotional. Yeah. It's like, okay. So like, I try to tell a story through that, and uh, using scenery, using you know whatever I can, and uh, I'm really just getting into photography. So it's just a, a unique perspective on you know just creativity. So fashion is just creativity, and when you do that with you know the visual medium, it just works every time. So I think it's it's a uh, Fashion photography is something that that I'm looking into, and it helps with my brand as just getting creative ideas and working with the pieces. And the fact that I make the pieces is just easy to 
easy to maneuver and easy to, uh, you know what I mean, create a... Are you doing everything story, yourself? Create a story. Yeah, I'm doing everything myself. So you do all the silk screen. You do it's all. Is it mostly like silk screen, heat transfer, uh, is it lithography? Yeah, heat transfer. Uh, yeah, screen printing, a little bit of embroidery. Um, I'm starting to get to outsourcing because it's becoming a little bit much. Mm-hmm. Your value um, is getting higher. Yeah, 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 yeah. So uh, I'll try to step in on on the on the real big stuff, but. Yeah, it's pretty much me. Um, I had a few employees that didn't work out. You um, paying them a minimum wage? Nah, we was getting we was getting them some good money. We was getting them some good money. You know, just, people don't uh, work at their best when they not getting paid right. Yeah, it's just uh, I don't think that. You know what I mean, this is one of their values, or like this was their career goal. They yeah. wasn't passionate about it. Exactly. So okay, yeah. If you ain't like, passionate uh, about it, you ain't gonna like it. You're not gonna succeed. Exactly. And you're not gonna do it. Like it's exactly. it's nothing but a, a check to you. And if the bag ain't right or the check is not right, it doesn't mean anything. Exactly. Exactly. For sure. It shows in the, it shows in the uh, clothing. I'm very particular about the work, so I'm just like I can't really do this. I got. Yeah. I worked for a company in Chicago, and we it was called Essential Creations, and all we did was embroidery, silk screening, like heat transfer. And yeah. I was passionate about it, but I still fuck some shit up. I ain't gonna lie. I had some <laughs> shit that was crooked. I yeah. was not paying attention to an embroidery machine and the fucking hats then popped the fuck off and the lines then went all messed up and stuff. And I was passionate about it. I just went paying attention. Exactly. And imagine it without the passion. It's just like, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Big orders, all that. Yeah, I'm good. Yeah, I definitely fucked up some baseball uniforms for a little <laughs> We're not even gonna talk about that, though. I was. I felt really bad afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> I was out there fucking shit up. That's sad. Like, but yeah, they gave me. Fired you too. But they gave me. I ain't get fired though. <laughs> I ain't get fired. Hold on, back it up one time. I never got fired. She actually even took. I left, and then when I wanted to come back because I wanted like some extra money, she took me right the fuck back. So she knew, like, cause she gave me a job based on the fact that I could sew, and I was just like, you know, sewing ain't got shit to do with embroidery. But I, I mean, as long as you got that, that's all that really matters. Right, but I just feel like it don't have. Someone has nothing to do with embroidery. Like, your ass got to really be paying attention to, like, the stitch per itch. Like, you got to be yeah. paying attention to, like, the colors, like, the way the needle is moving. And she's like, oh, well, you know how to sew. And I'm like, I don't know shit about embroidery. And she hired me anyway. So I was like, whatever. I'll take the money. Yeah. I don't have a problem with that. But then I learned how to do, like, a lot of, like, custom stuff. And I learned. I And then that made me want to take a silk screening class. And I took yeah. silk screening, like, my last year. And I did, like, a really, really good job. I fucked some shit up in that class, too. But yeah. I got a C minus. So I passed. Yeah, I did. And that's all that matters. That's all that matters. Like you, you made it. I made it, <laughs> nigga. We <Exactly>. made it. <laughs> Do you consider yourself like a, a urban brand, like streetwear brand? And if not, like what? How would you classify your brand? Yeah, we in the streets. Yeah. I would say. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we uh, in the streets. <laughs> you in the streets yeah. of Atlanta? We in the streets, Atlanta, everywhere. New York, LA, we everywhere. But uh. We in the where we overseas. I'm getting you got you got overseas clients. Check you out. Oh no, we 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 shipping out the country. You you ain't shipped to New York to the Bronx yet. I ain't got nothing. I gotta order something right. I'm talking shit. (laughs) Get you right, but uh, I would say an urban luxury brand. So urban luxury. Yeah, I would say best of both worlds. We we ain't confined to the to the streets. You know, got some high end. uh, Pieces that I'm definitely about to be bringing out more of. What? How much Urban Lux costs? 
just curious like what's the what's your pricing strategy for urban luxury for pricing yeah for uh, urban luxury what's your pricing strategy i mean it really just depends on what you buy the garment and the materials that we're using so yeah we got a pretty 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 affordable price point um those dope ass shorts how much those cost which one the shorts that i like they was like some coochie cutters Oh, those, those, I think those were like 35. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's affordable. Yeah, yeah, it's not bad. And are you, are you, like, some of the women's stuff, like, are you creating them, like, from scratch or do you, like, do you, like, deconstruct them? Do I what? Do you create them from scratch or are you deconstructing? Um, it's, it's both. So there's some pieces that I create from scratch. Uh, I design it, you know design the whole garment i do not sew myself mm -hmm. but i design it um and there's some that i create on top of uh pieces so it's a little bit of both um yeah i enjoy both and uh they both give i mean great results um i'm trying to well i wouldn't really say i was trying to get into sewing but uh i was trying to learn it at least um just you know, see, expand to see what more I can do with the brand, and uh, I'm not, yeah, you know I mean, well versed in sewing and all that, but I designed. You ain't gotta know how to sew though. There's a lot of yeah, designers yeah, yeah. that don't know how to sew. You ain't gotta know how to sew long because you got like a vision and you yeah. know what it is. Like you know, as far as like construction wise, like you ain't gotta know how to put it together. But if you can see it, you know, it yeah, can yeah, be done, yeah. and then you can like always just like advise That's to someone right. else. But exactly, exactly. Especially me, LC Apparel Consulting, whenever you need it. Okay, I got you. <laughs> you I'll know, I'm going to throw me a shameless plug in. I'll be sending folks to you, too. They'll be like, I need some dressing. I'll be like, I, right. I appreciate you. I definitely got some clients in Atlanta, too. They came from exactly. me. I might yeah. give you a percentage. Exactly. Maybe. Maybe. We can work it. out the terms. All right, let's do it. <laughs> I'm going to have to let them know who sent them. All right. Yeah, yourself. I mean, yeah, they gave they weren't giving me no name when they give me a name. Like, ah, oh, okay. Okay, I got All right. you. I might, I might hook him up. But say less. Question: So, what are your views on designers that say that like urban designers are not real designers, like y'all graphic designers? It's like throwing a logo on a t-shirt. Okay, urban designers. Uh, uh I don't know. I don't just throw logos on T-shirts. So. I mean, is but that... You know, there are a lot of urban them, brands out there that do do that. I mean, correct, correct. And I don't... Yeah, I mean, I think that's just... that That's that's not going to last. That won't, there's no longevity in that. So, I mean, I think that weeds itself out. Um, it speaks for itself with the consumer base because I don't think anybody just buying, you know what I mean, names on T-shirts. So... I think that's, you know what I mean, that's just people that's in and out. I don't think that's uh, the status quo of urban design. Um, mm -hmm. I think urban design is more intricate than, you know what I mean, most lux companies. And I feel like most of the high-end luxury brands get their designs from the urban brands. Facts. And it's just that they have uh, a bigger backing or a bigger, uh, you know, viewing. So it's just like, you know what I mean, Kim K with some cornrows and we've been doing it for, you know what I mean, how long? But since she did it now, now it's hot. 
and that's that, that's how I feel like it is with urban brands. Like, once the bigger brand catches on to a, a fad that's been going on, now people want to say it's hot when it's. I feel like they're getting a lot of inspirations from the little the smaller urban brands. That's crazy because that actually was my next question. I was going to ask you like how your views on like how luxury brands have like shifted their design strategy to be more urban, but still like lack diversity in their corporate sector, um, which is how we end up with like, like how we end up with blackface on apparel. It's because they're trying to be urban, but like they're not like doing the research well, they trying to, they trying to they trying to get the money but they're not trying to share the money because we are the number one consumers so they know where the money is at and they know where they have to you know what i mean target their sales and target everything because not only are we the ones spending the money but we're also influencing spenders as far as you know like entertainers rappers like everybody you see on tv it's usually us and uh we're we're usually influencing, so they know that we're the biggest targets. But they don't want to include us in their meetings. They don't want to include us in their talks. So it's like we're gonna we're gonna keep seeing that. You know what I mean? Like over and over and over again. Exactly until until yeah, you know I mean we 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 make our brands at the top. So that's pretty much how that goes. How do you think we could do a better job? I guess. Well, how do you feel like celebrities maybe could do a better job at like um supporting like luxury brands like like urban brands like like black black brands urban brands and stuff like how do you do because i feel like in, in all I honesty i feel like just, that think, a lot of the luxury brands that do urban clothing is they do similar things to what like we're doing in our urban brands like what black designers are doing like mm-hmm. within their urban brands and they're just like slapping their names on it and like calling something else but in all honesty i feel like they're very similar Exactly, exactly. And that's just self-worth and uh, seeing the worth and what we got to offer. Um, it's, it's a bigger, it's bigger than the clothing, the name. It's when you when you put that name on you, you feel a certain type of way. And uh, we got to change that first and foremost. Right. And then uh, secondly, we can't, you know what I mean, put that much power into it. And honestly, I feel like the celebrities are doing a horrible job at, you know what I mean, uh, Supporting black brands, you Gucci this, Louis that, Gucci tatted on your face, and oh, they black face. I mean, a lot of Gucci tatted on your face. <laughs> a lot of a lot of rappers got Gucci tatted on their face. Actually, really, it's, it's, yeah, bigger than Soldier Boy. Yeah, I got LV on their face. Yeah, it's a lot. I mean, and it's 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 deeper than uh, it's just rap culture. It's just in general, we 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 praise the. Uh, the white man's brand it's going to be better it's going to be inferior just because you know we anytime we have a bad experience with a black business it's every black business is bad or you know what i mean it's it's a uh, multiplier and i feel like i don't know i feel like celebrities need to promote black businesses more because as i said earlier they are the biggest influencers like you go to india you you could they're playing rap music like you go to, they know who Soldier Boy is or whoever you, you name, like, and they're promoting Gucci, they're promoting Louis Vuitton. Meanwhile, you have black brands that are doing just as well that you can get. You can, I mean, you could boost the economy like <laughs> straight up off off of, off of your influence because you're literally influenced the whole world. So I just feel like rappers can do a, a, a extremely better job at you uh-huh. know supporting black businesses and 
just even just wearing a hoodie every now and then. Like every time you see a rapper, they got on some. I mean. Right. But do you think, like, for the rappers, they're doing it because of the uh, amount? Image. Because a hoodie from Gucci might cost you about $2,000, where, like, your hoodies are not going to cost that amount. So you think that okay. it's more like a, like a, like a, more of a, like a boss, like, money thing, where, where everything I got on cost this amount, opposed to exactly. something that is equal quality exactly. that may cost, like, a lower amount. Because $2,000 for a cotton hoodie is fucking ridiculous. I don't give a fuck exactly. what you're talking about. Like, that just don't make no sense to me. Like, especially when exactly. black people pick cotton for years, we shouldn't be paying that much but that's a whole nother right. subject <laughs> but i feel like it's more like a like a money thing just to show like i got more money than you you got and more money go than me so it don't even have nothing to do with the brands like whoever costs the most like, the fact that i can afford this is yeah. what is like what they if, what they gravitate towards right and that's where that's where the self-worth come in it's like you know what i mean you got to know that you're bigger than what you got in your pockets you you're bigger than what you're wearing because if you're going to wear gucci just because it costs a lot but you don't give a fuck what they're doing to the culture or what they're doing to your people, then you you already lost the game. So you got it. I mean, it's really about, I mean, and we can't look at them as the most competent and the most, you know what I mean? Cause a lot of these people come from, you know what I mean? Different backgrounds and come from not having nothing. And it's like, you know, so it's, it's hard that the rappers are the face of, you know what I mean? A lot of this. The urban culture. Exactly. It's not the doctors. It's not the lawyers. It's not the ones that's, you know what I mean, have the education. It's the ones that, you know, came from nothing most of the time. So it's like the fact that, you know what I mean, they are the ones that are looked at is kind of unfair to them in a sense. But it is what it is. You know what I mean? We just, they just got to, they, they got to realize that. And realize their influence is bigger than they think. Facts. So for your brand, you know, if you had to choose, like, if it wasn't celebrities, like, who is, like, your target, like, consumer? Um, like, what does their lifestyle kind of look like? The like, hustler. The hustle. Hustle Hawkins, the right. Not <laughs> a hustle Hawkins. So Horace, Horace brand clothing. Horace was an ancient Egyptian deity. And I wanted to take, it's basically a, a it's basically telling us to own our culture. So a lot of what we were talking about. So Horus is a, a ancient Egyptian deity, and it's basically taking blacks back to a time when we were considered royalty. So mm-hmm. back in ancient Egyptian culture, you know, the gold and just basically Mansa Musa, like the richest man ever type stuff. So like a lot of us uh, go back in history and we equate our history to slavery and we came from slaves and I wanted to to go even further back and say that we came from kings and queens because as a kid, if you if you tell any kid that doesn't even know his father, if you tell him his father was a slave, he's gonna have a different reaction, a different outlook on life than if you told him his father was a king and he never True. met his father. True. You, you feel me? And yeah. so that that mindset itself is 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 affecting our kids and that's all they learned that because they not knowing like the history up. behind it or exactly. we not teaching like that everybody like our kings and queens like we're all kings and queens and we come exactly. from we come from royalty so we, they're not they're not catching it exactly exactly and, and and it's like it's like you're you're suppressing your talents you're suppressing everything because you can't see that you haven't been taught that you haven't been so um damn i forgot the question I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> where, where the fuck was i going <laughs> I, I forgot where i was going with this 
but uh I was asking you about your like your target customer though. Like and how Okay. That's what I was asking. <laughs> Like what is like what does a lifestyle look like? But that's that's I think that's where you was going, like with your explanation, like, you know, what type of lifestyle they know. Yeah, but it sounds like to me like your customer is more of a woke customer. Like they exactly. are, are very aware of like the culture. They're very aware of their history. Like they probably attended an HBCU. Cause I do I don't know about um don't quote me on this, but do you feel like a lot of your clientele are Greeks? Like, do you feel like you have like an advantage like with that, like just being Greek and that a lot of your clientele comes from like that network? Because you know, I just feel just like the Greek network. The Greek network is a huge network. Uh-huh. Um. Well, I have two different clothing lines. This is Horace Brand clothing line, but I also have a, a Greek clothing line called H H Okay. So that most of my Greeks are on that, and I don't think that actually has anything to do with my horse brand clothing. I don't feel like I get any advantage of being Greek um, other than the access and the open doors to um, maybe a party, maybe uh, just, you know, networking. Right. But, um, I feel like anybody can do that. You cannot be Greek and go to a Greek event and network. You, I mean, people feel like you have to be Greek. You don't. Yeah, like y'all like a uh, coat. Yeah, no, it's not that deep. <laughs> like, you could be you. And you can network with, you know, so uh, I just think I feel like me talking, me um, getting the word out, me telling people what my brand is about, me telling people what I'm about uh, really helps more so than any Greek affiliation. It's not like I go around, you know what I mean, promoting you know, my Greek affiliation everywhere I go, but I do promote my brand and myself. So I feel like that's uh, strong. So how do you feel like you could push the culture forward, like, with someone who doesn't have the education? Like, because, you know, in most, I ain't going to say in most, but at least for me in Chicago, they don't teach, like, black history in school. Like, they teach U.S. history. They teach, like, uh, what is it? First, freshman year, we took world history. Sophomore year, we took U.S. history. Your junior and your senior year, you take economics and government and all that other bullshit. But you don't actually take, like, black history. So unless I mean, you really don't take you really don't take anything that's pertinent in school. Like after after kindergarten, you good. Like you learn. You feel me? After second grade, you learn the addition and all that. You learn how to mm-hmm. read and all that. And then after that, they teaching you. you know I mean, parabolas, and they teaching you stuff that's not really being used in society. So I feel like we have to educate ourselves. Because um, a lot of these schools, I feel like our learning is different. Uh-huh. I feel like. In our schools, that we're taught different than, than, than you know what I mean, other mm-hmm. schools, and and I feel like we have to teach ourselves in a sense, where we have you know to I mean? everything, everything not everything's yeah. not gonna be put in your face. I mean, we can't be mad that they're not teaching us our history. Like facts, I took a lot yeah. of it in college myself because I mean, I took I took African American history in high school, but it was an elective, like so you had right. to choose, and I could have chose to take fashion, you know. And wow. being up in that someone, but I'm like, you know what, low key, I already know how to sew. I ain't gonna take that. I'm gonna take black history or whatever. And my teacher, mm-hmm. Mr. Butler, his was on your ass. Gee, if you even heard your ass, that nigga, he was fucking everything up. He was snatching wow. you in the classroom. Like it was different. And I liked that he really was like so real with us. Like he would not even start his class without closing the door. He's like, I'm about to get real with y'all asses. So I'm about to close this door today. I'm about to get y'all some real shit. And but I appreciate that about him that he wanted to like push 
the culture for it. He wanted to talk about it. But, like, if you don't take that initiative to go and well, learn it like yourself, then, like, you missing out on a lot. But I just feel like some of them don't even know to take it. Like, if that makes well, sense to me, like, no, like, to you should learn it and you, like, right. you should want to know it. But it's, like, you damn near, like, for some people, you got to have somebody, like, really grill them and tell their ass, like, yo, you need to know what's going on. Like, you and need that's to because know. we don't feel like we did anything because, like, it's, like, it's not in your face. So it's, like, what am I going to look for? You know what I mean? You got to, what am I going to look for? And it's, like, you got to really look. We we damn near built this country. We did. Like, Facts. Most of our inventions, most of our creations were robbed from us. Mm-hmm. You know, you got to just really sit there and dissect that. But you can't force a person to want to know their own history. They got that's something that they got to do on themselves. And that's 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 the big disconnect right there because, I mean, people are living in the now. And everything is so fast. And I don't know how you... That's that's a hard. You have to want to like you you have to want it, you know, because then you have like you have African Americans that are woke and they so for the culture, they want to push the culture forward, then they want to buy black, but But, then you have. But then they, but then, but then people see them as too woke because it's like right. That's the disconnect. We're not not there yet. Yeah, that's a disconnect. And then you got some. I think I saw a post on Instagram like just because you buy black doesn't mean you get to charge more money. Uh, I can charge what the fuck I want to charge, depending on who my right. consu- who I feel like my target consumer is. So, but like, right. but it's black people that also like push that narrative, like, oh well, just because you uh, just because you black, like, why you gotta cost so much more money? Cause I fought to get here. That's right. why. Like, I don't have like I have a um, prime example. I get my like it's probably too much information for you to cam. I get my waxes done at a black space, okay? At a black at a black owned place it's called Brazilian babes it might be too much yeah. for you but this is a good example their okay. waxes cost $70 whereas if you go to European wax your wax is only $35 but European wax has a multiple stores and retail stuff like that so they can afford to charge $35 whereas this one black woman she's young she's black owned she got one spot is in Harlem she charged $65. And I'm fine with paying my $65 or $70 to get my shit snatched completely. Yeah. And I feel like she almost got like a little, she be, she she bejazzles vajays. Like, so after you get a wax, you get like Swarovski crystals on your vagina. So I just feel like it's like, yeah, it's a regular old wax. And so she probably using the same wax that everybody else uses. But her advantage is that she's black on. She's a middle of mm-hmm. harm. She's a young woman. And she bejazzles vaginas. Right. So it's like, yeah, she charges more. But it's like her brand is different from like your European wax center. And a lot of it is also because, I mean... Bigger companies can afford to charge that. Right, like, like yeah, but I don't want. If I buy wax, one T-shirt, I if it. I buy one T-shirt, that shit gonna cost me. You know what I mean, five dollars. But if I buy a thousand, it's just gonna cost me twenty cents. Right. I mean, that's, right. So the more, the more value you have. So like, yeah, a black, a uh, black-owned business may charge more because they ain't got ten locations. She got one exactly. location in goddamn rent in Harlem. I know it's just like ridiculous anyway. And you right. gotta pay like all your bills and all the things that you wanna do. So I get it. So I just feel like some, not some, a lot of these motherfuckers, I hate to call them motherfuckers. Yeah. A lot of these motherfuckers, whatever, they don't know the history or they don't know what they're talking about because the fact that, because I, 
as a black woman, and I'm in business, I am going to charge more than what a factory would charge. Like an Asian worker or a Hispanic worker that's working in a factory that's sewing a sample is not going to charge as much as I am because you go, yeah. you, you know how much these degrees cost? Yeah. How much I'm in motherfucking debt from learning how yeah. to sew and learning how to market you know how my business. They, you, know, you know how much they get paid, right? Exactly. I'm not, I'm like not down to that. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna charge. Yeah, yeah, sis, that yeah. sample and that pattern gonna run you a little some. And I don't even think I'm that much more because I still think I'm fairly cheap because most of my clients are black anyway, and that's my narrative anyway. Like I'm pushing like the black designer for it, the black visionary for it, and that's what my business is built on is helping others succeed. And most of my clientele is black, and I do. I wouldn't even say I'm expensive. Cause I work with your budget. I work with what you got to do, but my quality is not going to be the same as this little Asian little motherfucker in the factory. And this little Mexican yeah. person that's sewing up the clothes. It's not going to be the same. I'm sorry. It's not, they can even barely speak your English. They don't even, can't even tell you what the fuck the difference is between a French seam and a flat fail seam. Do you know? Cause you don't know. I highly motherfucking doubt it. And because yeah. I know I get to charge more for that. They, they really yeah. just do that. Can you hear that? Can yeah, I can hear you, you hear the fucking vacuum? Yeah. That just pissed me. Do he got to clean up right now? OMG. Let's just keep moving forward if I get mad. <laughs> <laughs> right. What you got going on over there? No, I'm in a studio, but like it's other studios inside of the building. Uh, and whoever, I guess, is getting late right now. So this nigga feel like he got to turn on the vacuum and shit. <laughs> like he really just tried it. And it's already like we had to close the damn window because it was fucking sirens and horns and shit going on outside. We just gonna try to edit that out, but it's very difficult. So you might hear that shit in the episode. I'm gonna just throw out my apologies right now if you hear horns. Yeah, I'm in Brooklyn. I'm where you from? I'm where you from? Hey. I'm and I'm in Bed Stuy. Ain't that where you are? You from Bed Stuy? I'm from Williamsburg. But you from Williamsburg? You from Williamsburg? People are from Williamsburg. I didn't know nobody yeah. was from Williamsburg. Hey, but there's a lot of people that don't claim. You from Williams? I didn't even not know. I didn't know niggas was from Williamsburg. I thought Mexicans was from Williamsburg. You said Mexican. Mex. I feel like it's a whole bunch of like the ain't Sakashi Six Nine from Williamsburg. That's a fucking it's Mexican. It's a lot of blacks, Chinos, and like uh whole bunch of Latin motherfuckers. Yeah. Oh, Bush. Like, it's Bushwick in Williamsburg. Like Bariqua. Bariqua. Oh my god! I can't. I did not know your ass from Williamsburg. I'm about to G check your G code from being from Williamsburg. First of all, the Williamsburg ain't even the same. As the so black. when you lived here, it was all black? Nah, it wasn't. It, was it mostly, wasn't all. It was your, your, your family had some money. You said what? Your, your family got some money? I think we stayed in the projects. What you talking about? We oh, stayed, it's, yo, it's you projects know, of Williamsburg. Mar- do you know where Marcy is? Marcy? I know where Marcy is. Where is that? I thought that was in Bed-Stuy. Exactly. I said I stayed on the border of Williamsburg and Bed-Stuy. I stayed across the street from Marcy, across the street from Bushwick. Like, where I stayed was the border of Bed-Stuy and Williamsburg. Bushwick houses? Yes, Bushwick houses. Oh, okay. Ber- uh, you Ber- a real nigga. You a real yeah, nigga. Yeah, right there. All I right. stayed in Lindsay Park, but I don't claim Bed-Stuy. I live uh, damn near in, one step away from Bed-Stuy. Okay. You a real nigga? I'm just checking. You know, I've been here five <laughs> years, so I feel like I'm like, I know all the shit. <laughs> I don't uh, know shit, though. <laughs> stayed in Williamsburg, though, so that's what I'm going to claim. That's what it's called. All right, all right, all right, all right. All right, all right, fam. It's cool. Um, I know, yeah, what, I know what part of Williamsburg you talking about, though. I can't talk shit. I live in the Bronx. And they get down out there, too, though. Yeah. Like, I'm like, I ain't going to say nothing because I live in the fucking Bronx. But I lived in Brooklyn at first. I lived on I lived in Crown Heights. I don't know if that make. I lived on Utica. I got robbed Utica. shit. I got oh, robbed Utica. my first Utica two weeks here. They came season. and stole all my shit. So I know I lived in the fucking hood. Oh, yeah. I moved Utica, out of that yeah. shit quick. I moved along. I ain't going to. 
Didn't like that shit either. Move the fuck out of there. Move to Harlem. Didn't like that shit either. Move to fucking the Bronx. I just been all around. What you doing in the Bronx though? That's kind of. I found a nice loft in the Bronx. It's really nice. Okay. I'm not in the hood. I'm in a nice part. I'm with all the motherfucking uh, Jewish people. You ain't Yonkers. I'm not. I'm damn near in y'all because I'm right on the goddamn border. I'm right on the right off the Henry Hudson, like two thirty. Oh, give my address on here. Y'all don't know where I live. It's cool. So, question. I, this is a question that I always have to ask. Okay. So, on a previous podcast, I had like a male designer that was on there talking with me, and he said um, he felt like he would be a lot further in his design career if he was gay. Now, do you think this is true? Like, what challenges have you faced being, like, a straight black man in fashion? Because from what I heard from him, he said, like, that he would... And I heard this from, like, three other, like, straight black men that are in fashion. It was just like, yo, if I was gay and I was out there sucking dick, I'd be out there living my best life. And because I'm not out there sucking dick and I'm not gay, I'm not getting as further as I feel like I would in the fashion world. Yeah, I don't know what that... I ain't never... You never heard that before? <laughs> That's what they told me. They was like, gee. Like, they both would say that. That was just like... I had never I heard that shit like that before. So I was like, I, I don't know how Atlanta. true that is. I live in Atlanta, which is home of the gay. And I ain't even got no... Yeah, no, nah, I'm good. Like, what? <laughs> <laughs> what? I'm I thought it was interesting because I never had heard that before. Never, hey, hey, Ladies, I ain't never had that, that ideation. <laughs> I'm good. Like, nah, that ain't never... Ran across my mind. I, I don't know. I don't even know where that stems from. Yeah, uh, it was it was two dudes that was here, and then one of them. I feel like he has like an urban brand, like you. The other one, his brand is not urban. He does make women's clothing and he does make men's stuff. But like that was the first time I had ever heard that. I'm like that never even crossed Mike my mind at all that you see, feel like you would be more I successful know, if you were gay. I know the L. A. like rap culture. Maybe like I heard that. Stuff like that goes down, but not no fashion. I don't know. Like, <laughs> right? like, yeah, no, nah, that's weird. I don't even want to talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just thought it was interesting. I was just like, oh, okay. Never, that never crossed my mind either. Yeah, I don't see why you would, like, what? Who am I telling to? I don't get it. I guess if you, if that was your uh, target audience, but that's, that's not my target audience. Right. Oh, yeah, your target audience is urban. So, um, what are your goals like for Horus Brand Clothing? And I also want to know like what your goals are like for your like for your Greek brand as well. And like, where do you see the brand in like the next five years? Um, so with the Horus Brand Clothing, um, it's more so about the the movement. So, uh, I guess owning the culture, basically, how I was saying, just realizing our royalty, realizing our our greatness, um, that we are running this, like, you know what I mean, rappers, basically, artists, um, our culture is producing a lot of money, whereas sports, basketball, football, like, everybody's watching this, rappers, they're performing around the world, every different country, so I just wanted to own the culture, uh, like, own, own ourselves, like, rappers are, are, producing music that's being heard around the world, but they're not making the money off of it. Because our, our culture is still being owned by, you know what I mean, the white man at the end of the day. So um, basically, it's not even about the clothing. Um, I just feel like it's about the movement. And um, I just want my clothing brand to just be just, just be more out there. I don't want to be the biggest. I don't want to be a fashion over. Like, I don't want everybody wearing. Like, I like, I like exclusivity. So I, I would want it to be like a, a well-known brand, but like an underground type of brand, if you, if you get what I'm saying. Like a, like the underdog. 
Yeah, pretty much, pretty much. Like it's, it's always around, but it's like okay, they they got hot pieces and stuff like that. So I like that. And uh, with my HH Nelia, mm-hmm. um, I really like how that moves because um, there's always gonna be new Greeks, so that market is always growing. So with that, it's a lot easier. And I feel like um, the focus with that would be more long term, as where the horrors would be more so about the movement. Um, but the with the HX, yeah, for, for the culture as well. Yeah, so I would, you know, what I mean, looking to doing like podcasts or like business development, like in the in the uh, city stuff like that. So like stuff with moving the culture and moving, getting more owning of the culture, um, teaching. You know what I mean, mm-hmm. so I, more stuff like that. And um, would you like that. reach out to like celebrities and like send them like pieces and stuff like that? Yeah, like, you're really definitely. trying to. You do, do you do that now? Um, so, so a few celebrities, yeah, I've reached out to them. A few have even reached out to me, and uh, yeah, we. Uh, also, I seen your post. He was like, "Yo, tell uh." T.I. <laughs> I was like, yeah, yes, come, come facts. Come, come Tell, right, you want to fuck with the black designers, come fuck with me. I'm right here in your city. Nah, no bullshit. But yeah, yeah, like T.I., 21 Savage, uh, who else? I think got good movements like that would work well with my brand. Is anybody David like, Banner. Huh? David Banner. David Banner. David yeah, Banner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He with uh, the shits. And Killer Mike. Killer Mike, exactly. With Killer the shits. Mike, like, Exactly, with the shits like people like that that support the movement, that understand what's going on, that understand that we are bigger than what we think we are, and we need to start acting on that. You feel Love me? that. Yeah, exactly. All right, so you just want to shout out like where the people can like find you at. I'm so glad that you joined me today, and this episode will be up on Wednesday. Just tell the people where they can follow you at, and I'm gonna also put it in the show notes as well. Okay, you can follow me on Instagram at hustle hawkins. Um, log on www.hustlehawkins.com um, you can follow my Greek clothing line H-H-N-A-L-I-A, H-H-N-A-L-I-A and then my uh, Horace which is Good Garments 131 so it's a few I'm going to put them all in the show notes though so yeah, that way they the can main, see the main, the main source if you want to tap into me is Hustle Hawkins Hustle Hawkins. Hustle Hawkins. Hustle Hawkins. Yeah, you get it everywhere from there. (laughs) All right. Thank you, Cam. I appreciate you. All right. Thank you for having me. Thank you. I'm going to be down in Atlanta soon. I'll look you up. All right. All right. Bye. Have a good night. All right. You too. Uh, Stop it.